Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before I get into this week's episode of Sexy Unique Podcast, I have to take a minute and say a huge thank you to all my patrons on Patreon. You guys are my executive producers. You make this podcast possible week to week. And when Vanderpump Rules is not in season, you make it possible for me to do throwback episodes. And not only that, you allow me to be able to step outside the box and make things like the Road to Sir episodes with Carrie O'Donnell. So I just need to take every opportunity I can to say thank you so much for being a listener of this podcast and for dipping into your own pockets to make this podcast a reality. So thank you. If you're a fan of the pod and you want to know how you can get involved and become a supporter, it's very, very easy. All you have to do is visit www.patreon.com slash sexyuniquepodcast, and it is there that you will find all the instructions on how to become a supporter. For as little as a $1 per episode pledge, you can have access to weekly bonus episodes. There are over 50 of them currently, and new ones uploaded every Sunday, as well as all the throwback episodes recapping season one and two of Vanderpump Rules. And when I get to 1,500 patrons, I will start doing recaps of season three of Vanderpump Rules. So it's an ongoing content machine in there. And you should check it out. www.patreon.com slash podcast for more details. And now, without further ado... I give to you this week's episode of SUP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules 
And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope your cake's up. London with the beach, here we go so in. Then we go with a friend, you we both win. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. We're here. It's happening. The season seven is finally arrived. There's a reason to live. And I'm here with guest DC Pearson. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank Thrilled you for being Thrilled to be here. here. My pleasure. It's just great to uh, get to come on a podcast devoted to the maybe the great, definitely the greatest reality show. The on greatest TV. show on earth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I'm just be, excited. I'm like rooting for Emmy Awards. I was just having a discussion with a group of friends this weekend about like, why isn't there like a, cause you'll get reality. You'll get like, there's like reality. Yeah, but it's like Emmys. amazing race only. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but why isn't there a sort of like parallel reality show awards? I don't know. I don't know why. Same. And but Vanderpump I, would be the like the New York the Yankees of, cause I, I used to be, I did have a weird sort of like, um, I, for a long time had a, hang up about non-competition reality shows like there was some feeling of like if i broke okay i watch competition reality shows i watch top chef i watch amazing race but there's an element of like competition in them so that must mean they're somehow more valid yeah they're different and i've never been a fan i go straight which is fascinating yeah but so then when i started watching the um my girlfriend got me into the we started with like the real housewives of new york and it hit at a very important time in my life where i had just like gone through like some personal loss and stuff like that and it was just like the perfect sort of like Mm -hmm. we were watching we had turned on the tv and it just happened to be on bravo and we saw like some reunion where dorinda medley said like well as you know andy we decamped to the berkshires and i was like (laughs) what and and my girlfriend was like i told you you would like this show so we started watching that anyway got through all the house a lot of the housewives started watching beverly hills and then took the off-ramp into vanderpump rules and it was it's really the show more than any other that has vindicated like the decision to watch non-competition reality shows. It's the greatest. And when you try to tell somebody who doesn't watch the show about how great it is, it's. do you find it to be a tough sell or is it it's like... It's a tough sell and like, you just don't know until you've actually seen it. Like, yeah. You have to be exposed to yeah. it. Yeah. You <laughs> like, have to. And it's, and it's, it's in like motion. It's like HIV. <laughs> you have to be exposed to it to really get it. You know what I mean? And... Your girlfriend, which is, is a proof. great, which is a re- not the best sell. I don't yeah, know if no, you want to no, leave with that. Your girlfriend is proof that guys need to listen to their girlfriends more when it comes specifically to like Vanderpump Rules. Right, I think so. Vanderpump Rules, because it for everyone for sure, and it is a good like. I do think people have a weird hang up about like the Real Housewives, whatever. What just something about the name of the show? I don't know what it is. But Vanderpump Rules, or or really all of the shows, they're sort of a, the Bravo reality shows. They're kind of a testament to like the satisfaction of watching people be not be themselves in the sense of like I'm saying like everything that happens on this show is 110 percent verite documentary reality, mm-hmm. but just the pleasing thing of watching human nature and watching people behave kind of the way you think they're going to because you know them and you're like there they fucking go again. Of course they're doing yeah. you know. 
And uh, I don't know. It's the best. We're selling past the close here because I'm assuming if people are listening, they've already. Yeah, they're they pump love heads. Vanderpump. It's exactly. like a pump so we're, only we're preaching to the pink clad rosé drenched choir. Yeah. Here. But like, I feel like these people are my family now. Like, I know them better than I For know sure. certain. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Members. And there is weirdly like once you really get to know them and particularly with the Vanderpump Rules crew, because I don't know exactly how old they are. All are exact precisely. But I know Jax is the oldest. For mm-hmm. sure. We know that. But like I'm, thir- I'm like 33, and so it's interesting watching and kind of feeling though like even though sometimes and I don't know how you feel about this, but it does feel like they live in a completely parallel LA to my own. Yeah. Even though they're like sometimes at places that I've been before or driven past or whatever, but it does feel like they exist in some completely different reality. There is some weird I don't know like watching them. And you see the kind of them go through and have a completely different take on something that I think you experience it, or at least I have in my own life around this age where you're kind of going like, I still do some of the stuff I did when I was in my 20s, but some of it's like, it's maybe it's not as cute anymore. You're just not as into it. You just have different priorities. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of starting to try to do different stuff, or maybe there's you feel pressure to sort of do different things <laughs> that me, and do you want to do them yet? Do, how do you engage with these, whatever? So I guess what I'm saying basically is like, it's like, I don't know, our generation's the big chill or something. I don't know. It's, it's it is. so interesting. And it's just it's watching these little peripheral little things where you're like, I feel like I know who this person was in high school because we're kind of the same age so it's very likely that they were kind of an archetype that i knew in totally it's it's bizarre anyway it's a mirror of our culture for sure vanderpump rules holds up a mirror to society Mm -hmm. do we like what we see i don't know let's yeah (laughs) it's subjective right yeah Yeah, everyone has a different opinion right um i think scientists like people will study this later like i'm convinced that this is one of the biggest cultural happenings maybe ever oh it is I, I i do genuinely think like it will be such an interesting sort of like anthropological like study of just like just all the uh, i guess it's like more so like when you watch i don't know some movie that was like like the french connection that was shot like in new york in the 70s and it's like oh this is cool because it's a movie and it's interesting (laughs) about what it says and what the filmmakers wanted to say and what their priorities were but also just like little stuff that it's catching on the street and things that were sort of happening in new york at the time that's completely vanished that they maybe they only incidentally captured and i feel like vanderpump rules is like all that but for like 2010s Mm -hmm. la and what people's priorities were and just what they wore and things that are happening in the background and the cheese balls. Yeah. The goat, or the no, the goat cheese, goat the goat cheese, cheese balls, balls yes. that you get for like fifteen ninety nine. And then in this episode, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I believe they had <laughs> a special. A Lisa was like, I want to taste the special wh- oh, whoever yeah, the chef is. She screamed at a chef. And then it was three fried balls of something on a plate, <laughs> but like with sauce on them. I feel like the special was like goat cheese balls with sauce. A <laughs> Vex sauce. A more like lemony sauce. Yes. <laughs> They're like, we added some extra extra tang to the ball okay wow yeah i love her demanding to know the special as if it's like some sort of she treats sir like it's chef's table yeah i i do think that's such a fascinating aspect of the show is that they constantly have to hit you over the head with like we're real restaurateurs Mm -hmm. we know our shit and we make it really really good and we really care and like people are looking to sir to be on the vanguard of cocktails 
of where food is going. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it's not. Like it's no. a, it's Planet Hollywood. Like, like it's a place that people go because it's on a TV show. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. I've been there too. That's why we went to Sir. That's why you go. It's fun. It's fine. But I, I really, and I, I mean this genuinely, I love that they do that so much on the show that they have to hit you over the head with like Lisa and Ken are hands on and they give a gigantic shit about anything but this restaurant making money because it's on a TV show. It's yeah. really wonderful. They're actually like just from like a wrestling standpoint. The one restaurant maybe in the world that does that. You know what I mean? Like all other restaurants, like if you're actually good, other people do that for you. Right. Because exactly. Because it's like word of mouth or like Netflix does a documentary mm. about your restaurant. And no, but they're like, no, 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 no. You have to understand. We really, really care about, which is great. Yeah. And I, but I do genuinely believe like, I do think they do care. Oh, they care a lot. <laughs> but it's just like, you realize that you're serving like frozen vegetables, right? Like, but I don't think that Lisa thinks that that's like a bad thing. N- I don't. I don't think that like right. she thinks that the fact that they're not getting food from like the farmers market is like yeah I don't know and you but you know sh- they've had good food they're rich they yeah. live in L A like they've had good meals before but I, I mean you've been I assume what did you eat did you like I've been to Sir I've had like I've, I've tried a variety of things interesting from Sir I've tried their crispy chicken which was pretty good is it in like sandwich form or um, just in no it's chicken just burgers? like chicken breasts that are kind of crispy and great yeah um i've had a steak from there i've had some pasta which when i ordered the (laughs) pasta i was trying to just get like a vodka sauce on noodles and the waitress didn't understand that that was my mo so i ended up getting a pasta with like a lobster vodka sauce on like a chicken pasta which is a weird combination but i ate it oh wow okay wild and so you invented a dish I invented that then a Lisa dish. tried to pass off as the special. <laughs> yeah. um, I've tried a lot of things. Nothing's ever really stood out. as. You've had the goat cheese balls, I assume? I've had goat cheese balls. Are they good? They seem like they're probably they're kind of fine. Yeah, I mean, right. you can't like fried goat cheese. Like you're not. You can only go so wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah. Salty, fried. Et but like, sir, I would say is the lowest on the totem pole of Vanderpump restaurants. Sure. Well, I mean, they do try Villa to position Villa Blanca, and Villa Blanca was kind of like they. Oh, really? Yeah, it's worse. I would have guessed that it was better. No, it's terrible. No one goes there. <laughs> the food is bad. But I do like that they. I feel like they were trying to like prop up flagging sales or something They're by trying, having in yeah. this episode mm-hmm. a like gratuitous scene like a scene that was like otherwise unrelated to this was set at Villa Blanca just so Lisa could kind of subtly remind you like we also have Villa Blanca yeah you know what I mean like and it's happening and that yeah, uh it's great I would love to go there I would I, I would still like to go to all of them and it was this was the first episode last night's episode was the first that my girlfriend and I have um watched since going to Sir because as we were talking about a little bit before we got on the mics I sometimes will work at a place that's pretty near. It's within the like Sir Pump Villa Blanca like triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Tom Tom, I guess now it's a square yeah, Tom, or a trapezoid Tom, yeah. or whatever, the Vanderpump trapezoid. Um, <laughs> and it was so I slowly started to realize as we were watching the show, like, holy shit, I think I'm like near all these places every day. So there was like some Friday afternoon where it was like she was also in West Hollywood for some reason. So I was like, you know what? We're getting out. We're going to happy hour at Sir. This Love. is going to be great. And this is the first episode that we have watched. And it really weirdly changes your perception of the space. Mm-hmm. Like you realize like 
how kind of you knew it was going to be chintzy, but it's sort of lit and it's whatever. But like something about having been there now, it's weirdly like you saw like two, cl- you were like saw the mall Santa from a ways away yeah. and he looked like Santa. Mm-hmm. And then you got on his lap and you were like, okay, You're I like, can smell you. The now. menus are dirty. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know what I mean? You're like- <laughs> Menus are dirty. The menus are dirty. They're dirty. They're dirty. It's a gross that's, that's place. Like, yeah, it's a gross place, and that's fine. Yeah, but it, it is, is what gross. It is. It's it, not you know, slowing yeah. it down. At right? All. No, and no, <laughs> no, indeed. The one place that can thrive right. with like, and we were setting the bar very low. And we also had because it was happy hour, and they were like, "Here's our sir, like happy hour menu." And they just had a thing called the Sir Margarita, which when I read that, I go like, "So that's like kind of your signature margarita." Yeah, and it was exactly what you would think in terms of being a like. TV restaurant happy hour drink where they're trying to water it down because it only costs seven dollars, mm-hmm. like still relatively expensive, and it was really bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very. It, and and then we were like, we should come back here because mm-hmm. maybe we'll see more famous people. I've been to. Sir, it just works. Like I've been to. <laughs> I. It's embarrassing. I've been to. Tom the joke Tom is five on us. Times. You've been to Tom. Oh yeah. man. Now, I do really want to go to Tom Tom. We did watch, yeah. like, we would, when I was working this gig, we would go to lunch often at Guisado's on, mm-hmm. in, in West Hollywood, which is right across the street from Tom Tom. Yeah. And trying to explain to my non Vanderpump watching <laughs> friends, like, okay, but that, you don't understand what's going on with that place. This it's going to be huge. a big deal. Yeah. The lighting fixtures are very in- <laughs> intentional. Everything, and they Nick showed Elaine, up drunk does that to pick any bells. <laughs> um, they have weird squid-like lighting fixed or you know whatever like weird yeah. like steampunk, steampunk industrial whatever what industrial romantic i'm sorry is that the phrase uh, that lisa uses i think that's I think. like the description of tom and katie's decorating screen scheme <laughs> wait did they decorate tom 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 and katie did no right. Elaine did but like they've used that industrial mm. it's been like a running motif of design gotcha is that the cast apartments and then now on like a bigger more expanded level like nick elaine has his own take so that's industrial romantic is how you would classify the like piece of sheet metal that tom and katie have above their (laughs) couch that they spray painted bubba yeah that they like just like pounded some like light hanging light bulbs onto it's a oh it's really God. confusing all right. the asta- all the design aesthetics of vanderpump rules are confusing to me <laughs> they are oh man it exists it's great its i'm own, sorry <laughs> it's like a snow globe basically like that's how i feel like the world of vanderpump rules is. yeah it does feel and this is i'm i'm because cr- i don't although i'm close in proximity to it like i don't feel like a part of it right i'm 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 cribbing an observation from from Haley, my significant other who i watched this with but she was she was describing like lisa vanderpump's aesthetic is always she always refers to it as sexy mm-hmm. but it's what like a little girl who like it's just a weird like it's kind of like a, a a weird like lonely little girl that was like raised in a tower and doesn't have any other <laughs> friends like is sort of like when I'm a princess and whatever yeah. <laughs> and it but it's also Lisa always refers to it as sexy like they're interchangeable like sexy is like it's pink it's covered in diamonds and that's like sexy and that's what our design aesthetic is and it's yeah. really strange and perverse but you feel like you get like a big hit of like 
mall counter, like perfume counter, mm-hmm. whatever, just by looking at it on the screen. Yeah. Which is preferable to how Sir actually smells, which is like a like a a bar. It smells like mm-hmm. a bar. Like it's a v- intensely funky smelling bar. Yeah. And you that doesn't go come back true. when the cast is there. I That's know. We did big... see the only person that we saw was um Ariana's brother, whose name escapes me, Jeremy, was like actively bussing tables, which yeah. good for good for him. Mm-hmm. He's um, working, <laughs> just trying to make a living, which is more than Start we can say there. sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Let's jump into Please. the episode because there is so much. Sorry, to I got sidetracked by Gochi's. No, balls. they are worthwhile. Um, so this episode was called "A Decent Proposal," which was so perfectly shady. I died. I was so like. The people and producers, the way that they take the piss out of the cast and just like troll them is oh, absolutely. magical. Uh, it was, it was not to jump ahead, but just in terms of the a decent proposal, I really <laughs> felt decent. like the show, the show not only is turning a mirror on society, it's turning a mirror on me because earlier in the episode when Jax is like spending all this money on this ring that he inherited from his, his dad, who sadly is deceased. Haley and I were both going like, what the fuck? Why are you spending all this money? That's fucking insane. Why are you spending this much money? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Why would anyone spend that much money? That's like a cra- like a huge down payment on some whatever, you know, like all this stuff. And then later when they're out in Malibu, which sounds like a nice place to get engaged, mm-hmm. and they're at this place, Neptune's Net, and I realized that it's a place where you order at the counter. I was like, What's, you're proposing at a place where you order at the counter? Like, what are you doing? Like, so it weirdly exposed that I have my own list limits in terms of like what i view as being a like appropriately i guess expensive proposal i don't know it was very uh i would never want to get proposed to near a porta potty i just wouldn't i don't want it and i don't want it within like a hundred feet or even 200 to 500 feet i don't want to be in the vicinity of any porta potty so a coachella engagement is out for you oh hugely out <laughs> bonnaroo's out Bonnaroo's um, way out uh a film set is out um yeah wow that's i mean it was also like and then they were just at a tables like at tables with other like like some random like kind of like yuppie bikers who were kind of sarcastically clapping some for bikers, their engagement like, i love that there was a long pause before everyone started clapping and then right. it was like kind of the one clap like where people just felt like they should it was like a human experiment where it's like you put people in a room and like they just all kind of do something because they feel like they're supposed to but not because they want to. right and also they've already been trying to behave casually not on camera and so now they're like Oh, we were trying not to react to the fact that there are like giant TV cameras here, but should we react like they're normal around. humans now? Like Jackson and Brittany were just standing there kind of like fussy <laughs> and like making the whole thing way more awkward and less organic seeming. Right. Yeah. Brittany was dressed as though she was about to get like mass married in like an all white cult wedding. <laughs> yeah. uh, and shout out to Brittany, who is the show's heart. We'll, we'll get to later. We'll get to yeah, well, the yeah, archetype we'll of Brittany there. is we'll a fascinating there. one. So the proposal was it was decent. Not uh, great. as the title said. Um, Sheena in the credits, her like hair flip and extensions is really major. <laughs> and it was captured in one of those pictures. I don't know if you read that Vogue article no, online about them. They I didn't. had 
there is a whole article on Vogue.com about all the Vanderpumpers. Fascinating. And Sheena, the photos were really amazing because they kind of captured them. They weren't like super glamorous photos. It was like they had kind of a street style photographer go in and capture them very much in their essence. And there's one of Sheena and she kind of is trying to do a hair flip, but she has like a bit of a double chin. And you just know that when she saw that, she was upset. <laughs> and then you get do you kind of feel like she's flip. maybe going to be first lady someday, though? She could. Do you be. know what I mean? Like she Sheena is- seems like somebody where you could kind of imagine like nothing is off the table. No, yeah, she could up do or down anything. There's yeah, it is nothing is off the table. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you just can you can't you, you can't, can't rule her Sheena out. Down. You can't rule <laughs> Sheena out. From the first time we met her on Beverly Hills yeah. when she had like slept with oh god, who Eddie Cibrian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then she we my go-to I'm not a good impressionist, but I do sometimes develop little like one or two word impressions of people that to me, they're sort of, they capture them for me. And the, my one for Sheena is always like when she's, what's the name? Why can't I think of the, uh, Brandy, mm-hmm. when she's, when on Beverly Hills, where they're starting to ramp up to actually having Vanderpump be a show. So they're trying to get you familiar with Sheena mm-hmm. via the fact that she's slept with Brandy's, uh, or she was like the other woman in yeah. Brandy's marriage. And they're having an event at, I guess at the time, Sir, I think probably. And Lisa is going like, um, I think it's get, it's getting a little awkward with Brandy, uh, Sheena. Do you think you should maybe go home? And, and Sheena just goes like, oh, yeah, I think so. Like she just goes like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, it's mostly an eye impression. Yeah. So not great for the podcast. She but, can she's get like, really but it is such eyes. a relatable human moment where Lisa's going like, yeah, so you should probably leave. And, mm-hmm. and Sheena's just like, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think. And that's and from then on, she was just a part of us all. Yeah, yeah. Sheena will she- is the gift that keeps on giving. Lala, this opens with like a really iconic quote where Lala is walking to work with Sheena and she goes, I really like being between 120 and 123. And I love that three pound spread. Like, you know, some people say like 150 and 160 or like give it like 10 to 15, maybe 20 pounds, but not law. She's got it dialed in. And I believe after that, she says, I like to feel my ass jiggle. Yeah. So she's determined that that is the weight for her Uh, under that perfect ass jiggling. uh, Exactly. Under that, you're not going to get any jiggle above that. It might be too much jiggle. Which is really like, okay, she's a student of the game. Yeah. She knows about how to be Lala. Know your body. <laughs> <laughs> Sir is bustling. It's so mm-hmm. busy. It's business as usual. And James and Raquel roll up. And Raquel seems like she really got a system upgrade. And is like fully a more functional like fembot at this moment. <laughs> Like she's speaking in like full kind of sentences. (laughs) She's a little more light to her eyes. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. Like it's so, what do you think the first day on any one of these shows is like? Because particularly on Vanderpump Rules, more so than any other reality show, I feel like they acknowledge that there's a part of their year every year where they start being on the show. Basically, it's always Mm -hmm. like the summer. Yeah. Like the unit of Vanderpump Rules is the summer. Every Mm -hmm. episode is the summer. 
um, which is so wonderfully how I feel like people imagine LA, even though it's not how I experience it whatsoever. Yeah, it's not how anyone experiences But it is kind it. of like, and they talk about it kind of like how people talk about like their birthday week or month, God forbid, where they're just sort of go, <laughs> where they're like, where they're like in the summer, like where it's this sort of like inviolable, beautiful thing that needs to be, or like how yeah. people would talk about like their senior year in high school. It's like, this is my senior year. I'm really doing it. I was watching last night's episode and I was like, at one point I found myself being like, whose LA is this? Like For I was sure. like, I live right here, like right, right in the mix of mm-hmm. everything that you see on that show. And I'm like, what is this place? Yeah. Like, what is this life? And it is, it's a weird thing where you feel like it does feel like that. This is, I guess it's kind of a cliche comparison, but it really does feel like the matrix in a weird way or, <laughs> like or even matrix. more so like there's different like spectrums of light and like humans can see some of them and bats can see other ones or, mm-hmm. or whatever, where it is like, I do think there's just different spectrums of light in LA and one of them is the Vanderpump one and certain people, some of them on Vanderpump rules, some of them not, some of them just out there living their lives. They see that spectrum and that's the one that they like exist exist in yeah and it is one of the more interesting things about living in a place like new york or la or whatever or really anywhere in the world but particularly one where it's like you feel like oh other people are just having a completely parallel experience for me but i guess that's probably true too not even just of cities or of, of like class levels but sometimes just of like mood or state of mind like sometimes you're like i guess maybe i'm describing depression but yeah. you're like <laughs> So do we just live in depressed LA? I think that might yeah, be the case. Yeah, I think so. Um, where you just sort of go like, oh, I'm like a person. I'm like a little bean in a depression drug commercial. Mm-hmm. And then other people are in color and I'm in black and white or yeah, whatever. I guess that's what I'm slowly, describing, actually. Like the woman just staring out the window. And what I mean is the people in Vanderpump Rules are truly happy and satisfied. They I think that's like one it. thing we can they say really for certain. They really seem happy. <laughs> they seem delighted with right. their lives and existence. Mm-hmm. I... I'm I agree. Like, What's that Lala's like? got it dialed in. She's between 120 and 123. Yeah. And that's where you want to be. Billy Lee comes up to Lala and tells her no phones allowed. Oh, yeah. A little seed of conflict there that yeah. we don't really pay off for the rest of the episode. But I'm assuming that they're going to... Lala gives a sarcastic right. response behind her back. So I feel like they're really setting up the downfall of Billy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a minor Civil War skirmish. <laughs> it's a play. Well, <laughs> yet to be seen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jax makes Brittany a disgusting sandwich. Okay, so that's their same apartment, right? Yeah. But they've clearly gotten some sort of like reno they done renovated with like... it themselves. I watched a people.com oh, really? video today where they t- take you on a tour of their apartment. Oh, wow. And they went to Lowe's and picked out three different kinds of wood and stained it and then like hammered it to the wall. Right. Okay. Because I was going to say, it feels like they got reclaimed wood, but the wood was reclaimed from like they reclaimed a the bad wood. LA apartment that's been that some old lady has lived there for like 70 years <laughs> and finally just died. And then they, they came they, in. Perhaps. And they were like, we're putting on gray paint, so therefore it's <laughs> renovated, so now we can charge $3,200 a month. No, that was not what the apartment looked like when they moved in. Right. They, they okay. Because the floor plan felt similar, but yes. it was it was definitely, it had a lot of like work done, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe part of Jax being a different person now? He's fully I don't know. changed? They, he, okay, so the first time, I've watched this episode three times. Yes. The first time I watched it, I was like, Jax has changed. He's a new man. Right. I'm in. I always, I think like a lot of other women that watch the show, really grapple with like, is Jax hot? Is he not? Like, what's the <laughs> sure, attraction? Sure, 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 sure. changes on a day-to-day right. basis. I was like, well, I'm there's fully something back ab- in. Yeah. I fucking love Jax. He's changed. He's different. 
Like I buy it. And then the second time I watched the episode, I was like, Oh my God, what an idiot I am. Like he's right. not like, this is the same person. He put a ring on a tray at a grab and go right. restaurant. When he stuck his head in the window and said, give me a tray, give, give me, me a tray, tray. give me a tray, give me a tray, any tray, <laughs> which was amazing. I realized watching this episode that I think my, because uh, when you look at Jax, you look, it's, he's somebody that if you wrote him as like the main character of a novel, you would be heralded as like a genius. Like it's truly like a Patrick Bateman sort yeah. of a like, he's just such a specific type of, I mean, sociopathic sort of like, but incredibly magnetic and lovable person who can screw over people so many times. Mm-hmm. And they're still like, but he's part of the furniture. He's not even part of the furniture. He's part of the like foundation of my life. And I yeah. cannot get rid of him no matter mm-hmm. what I do, nor do I really want to. No, he'll be and around I was realizing I, my biggest compare or like, I think my biggest comparison for Jax right now is that he was like, I feel like he was maybe like, just like a crazy eyed kid that was like raised in a carnival that was like going from town to town. And he was just like, he would run around and he was like the child of the whole carnival. Like nobody was really his parent. It was just about like, Hey, can I charm the guy who runs the ring toss booth into giving me like a little piece of saltwater taffy or whatever. I'm Do you know what I mean? Like a carnival from the forties. Oh, a hundred percent. He's like running. He's a man with one of those sticks that you hit like a, like a, a, a hoop and stick hoop. yes yeah. exactly is a hoop and stick situation a, a little bit <laughs> i think so yeah well he's definitely a man outside of time it wouldn't yeah. surprise me to learn mm-hmm. that Jax is like not necessarily like he's definitely not ageless we'll They're say all that kind of immortal a little bit like, for I sure fully, like, i think Kristen the most Kristen is Kristen yeah. does genuinely feel like a like we're a strange I don't want to use the word deity and i also don't want to use the term demon because that feels pejorative in the dust bowl Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She does look like she's from a Dust Bowl picture, mm-hmm. like a WPA sort of like yeah. Dorothea Lang image. You could imagine you're yeah. like looking at this whole like sort of like windswept plane with like a single house that's like slowly decaying. And then mm-hmm. you're like, that's fucking Kristen Doty. Like a child smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <Like> Kristen? <laughs> she's timeless. She's timeless. Yeah. Um, wait, so they, they eat their sandwich. Brittany pulls right. her gla- her glam station out from like a corner and then she puts plastic gloves on which i was like are those just to moisturize your hands but then i think she went on watch what happens live and said that she actually had an eczema outbreak on her hands oh no so that and Jax helped her put the gloves on and that segued into guess what Jax is a changed man right he helps with the dogs and mm-hmm. buys some groceries sometimes right and even like goes out of his way to buy a tampon and like, there's a lesson to Jax. so different now and the lesson is set the bar so low. so low just set the bar so low i love her being like he helps with the dog the <laughs> dogs that we both own together he helps with them sometimes now he went and bought a tampon and then made like a really stupid yeah half joke about like, like, the most like heterosexual like like classic moment of right. like a guy buying tampons like, like, I'm like this is 2018 can't we do better than that at this point and what Jax is saying is if you let people think no you can't do better than that and you do a little bit better you get <laughs> ginormous credit he buys groceries <laughs> Jax then farts right and it Brittany laments that like for all the great work that he's done on himself and for how much he's grown he just can't stop farting and snoring <laughs> and everyone's mad because James rapped 
a right. freestyle rap about Jack's fucking yes, faith. That's right. James's freestyle, which was comes this is okay. <laughs> this encapsulates everything that's great about the show. Because this isn't even something that they show in real time. No. It's one of those sort of like they've probably been filming for a few weeks and now after seeing all the footage, they've decided, here's where we want to open. Here's yeah. like our like day where we're starting the story. And Jack's is mad at James, not just because James in a freestyle rap at his sh- at his uh, DJ night. See you next Tuesday at mm-hmm. Sir. Did he reference the fact that Jax did a thing that Jax did, which is fuck Faith, the former yeah. waitress, who then I think went on to be on the challenge on MTV. But yeah, we can talk about is. that later. She has her whole um, career. And so rap about a thing that genuinely happened but it's not just that he's mad that he did it in front of Brittany who Jax cheated on but James recently bought or Jax recently bought James a pair of very special limited edition supreme Supreme underwear underwear (laughs) that we then see James doing finger guns in the mirror modeling yeah which just is perfect. Like the fact that he's like really taking umbrage with not just the fact that he freestyle rapped the thing that he did, but that he did so after Jax just bought him a pair of Supreme, Supreme underwear. Yeah. Limited edition. And uh, a thing I didn't even know they had. Jax texted James, you haven't seen anything yet, son. You are done. This old man is going to come after you like a fucking train. <laughs> come meet me now. Let's fight like men. I am ready. I cannot. That kind of sounds like a grinder, like how people. This old man is going to come at you like a train. (laughs) What about that? Sounds like. (laughs) I'm like, is it grinder? Is it something that Jax has texted another man? He's like texting. They have a very interesting relationship. It's like a push pull. There's underwear involved. Have you ever bought another man? I have never bought a male friend underwear, but I've never come across limited edition underwear either. So I like to think that I would maybe just be going like, dude, I don't. I just wanted to grab this. If you may, it's not even a gift. If you want to Venmo me later, I just know you love underwear. Yeah. And I, it was limited edition, so I didn't want it to be gone when you got there. That's I was thoughtful. just doing you a solid. Thank mm-hmm. you. One other thing about James is that we were noticing in this scene that he um, is wearing a See You Next Tuesday shirt, of course. Great But merch. then that the hashtag, which is also on the... It says See You Next Tuesday all pushed you know together. No spaces. No time for that. But then the hashtag is hashtag the letter C, the letter U... N-X-T-T. Oh. Not, as again, Haley was pointing out, like, she was like, the whole fucking thing with See You Next Tuesday is it's like a cheeky joke where it spells out cunt. Yeah. But the hashtag isn't hashtag cunt. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But it's hashtag cunksit. <laughs> like, it doesn't work on any level. But the great thing about it not working on any level is you could imagine... James do it like working it out for himself like on a whiteboard or something and showing it to Raquel and being like see babe see you and then next and then Tuesday right it's genius yeah and it's great it's great it's great I went to one of his last see you next Tuesday it was incredible and he was like really hopped up on something or the other and I was trying to convince him I got really close to convincing Uh him to give me that shirt (gasps) because I was like I'm love merch and so I was like I need this like where can oh i, I mean like, i will yeah. venmo you now right. to like have to like get it and we were going to like switch shirts and then and then he ran off he's letting money over. walk away yeah i was like i would have rocked that like every day you're leaving money on the table it. you're leaving yeah. money on the table james and yeah. i know you're listening so uh, raquel says he needs to be more sensitive 
everyone agrees that it's not okay to rap about Jackson Faith. It is great. And it's so optimistic that in on Vanderpump Rules, they constantly are like people like James and Jax are capable of change and they mm-hmm. need to change right now because mm-hmm. nobody really changes or it's really hard to change. Uh, yeah. But there's c- c- consistently being like, oh, but I mean, Jax has changed. So it, it works. <laughs> One also thing I noticed about this little scenelet was that they uh, whoever Lisa's producer is, I think was super duper patting themselves on the back about getting her doing like funny little oh, battle raps rap? in the oh, talking no, head. No, no. That was, it's interesting. I had heard that like on Beverly Hills, apparently they're like, they have new producers and they're being more sort of like equitable in terms of how they treat Lisa versus everyone else on the show. And, it's and supposedly she off. hates it. Yeah. And so I feel like you're going to see this season on Vanderpump Rules, her sort of retreat into kind of like, no, but on Vanderpump, I do fun shit. I love the food at the restaurant. I really give a shit about it. It's James Beard award worthy and i do funny stuff like little battle raps yeah when i had heard the news about her kind of like why originally it was like she's leaving housewives of beverly hills but then she was like i'm not i was just like oh man this means we're gonna have to get like more of lisa doing like silly things on vanderpump rules which i like there's a place for that but i really prefer my vanderpump rules to be like the core cast member right you do need the little bit of like Like ken Ken and lisa in basically the like sunday funnies like cartoon that they do at their house whenever they go to their house and she's always like oh i only have sex with you once a year or whatever (laughs) and ken is like you know looking for something and he and jiggy are dressed the same like you need that you need some of that Mm -hmm. but i think she wants that to be all of it and then her at the restaurant being like way more intense than gordon ramsay yeah (laughs) sheena has a moment where she flirts with a guy that i'm pretty sure is gay who she paid to be there to like give her a compliment I was like, <laughs> the third time watch, the first time right. I missed it. The right. second time I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this. And the third time I was like, I think that guy's gay. <laughs> <laughs> he did. She, um, yeah, that was, and that was kind of her only scene in, or not her, her only scene, her only in, scene in the episode. They were just like, laws. Sheena's still here. And I think that was basically just meant to let you know, like, she's single. She's single like, now. that's what you would write. Yeah. I feel like if you were like, okay, we're going to get to her later, but just so you know, she's in the, on the market. Yeah. And then that sort of kicked off the thing about how, her ex-boyfriend had dumped her on his like on fantasy, fantasy football, football draft day. day. Yeah. So he was like, come over, wait in this other room for three hours and then came in and was like, by the way, goodbye, <laughs> which is matched in terms of uh, sort of like uh, violations of breakup etiquette by Stasi's revelation later on to skip ahead a little bit that Patrick, Oh my God, Patrick makes my blood boil. Every uh, time. Like, it's like but, reliving a trauma every time he's on the screen. <laughs> but when they had the when she, and then she had the revelation that um he broke up with her on her birthday on, I their, think? Anniversary, on their anniversary, their I'm four sorry. year yes. anniversary. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but he's a sports guy, so I guess he's like a stat geek. So he was like, "Oh, four. That's a nice round number." Okay, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> Jack shows up to J- Sir to threaten James. And he's talking about hitting him. And I feel like Jax has done this since the dawn of Vanderpump Rules and has yet to hit When they anyone. all crawled out of the muck. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Like he's never once gotten physical with right. a single person, actually. He's the one that's been hit by people. A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. But he's never administered blows. Yeah, no, I think, I don't know. He, I guess he doesn't have to because he says See, he's going to fight them and then they continue to do whatever they're doing and then the show goes on. Yeah. Jax 
um, throws down the gauntlet, though, and he tells James that he's not invited to any events for him and Brittany. And, and then the, James is legit hurt. <laughs> James goes, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the great thing about James. Is he's like, so authentic. There, he is, he's so overtly, like, hurt yeah and he's like bum like he's bum yeah he's he's in the moment you like i feel like 99 percent of other cast members on reality shows would just but whatever i don't care i want to go to your stupid thing whatever in the moment yeah james just is immediately like what no that's horrible (laughs) he goes i don't care it's gonna be a lonely summer for you god damn it i feel like they're all trying to get james kicked off the show because i feel like once you start refusing to even film like him not being invited basically means like you're not gonna he does not exist with us yeah it's like a weird like if you're not if you're like not observed you don't exist yeah. it's like a weird fucking you just ice someone yeah. out and then try and get them off the show right and i want more james in my life not less james i think bravo can arrange that okay i good. think they could figure out like a minor like a, a james kennedy like spinoff or maybe like a triannual <laughs> james kennedy a triennial <laughs> james kennedy special at least he did the james kennedy center honors am i kennedy do i have to come up with all the good <laughs> ideas for myself around here um Andy Cohen, if you're listening. Um, James tries to like explain to Lisa what was happening. He's like, I was freestyling creatively. And I might have said I was freestyling creatively. (laughs) I might have said something. And like he knows exactly what he did. But I love him playing innocent. Right. Yeah. And he he's he's an artist. Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Belmont, which is, I feel like it's the new alley. Like, no one hangs out in the alley. They just hang out at the Belmont. Interesting. Because the alley's too visible. The alley's too visible. I did walk by there once. And and they're renovating the alley, too, I think. Yeah, it's like all painted white. A big strip of it is being, like, yeah, completely, like, redone. Yeah. Stassi and her We're losing our history, folks. West Hollywood, let's get out in the streets. I know. Like, can we not make that a historic... (laughs) <laughs> location yeah like don't fuck with that alley yeah you workplace know. of our future first lady sheena x shay sheena shay still with shay's last name oh there you go sheena which i yeah. love yeah <laughs> um stassi and Bo meet up with schwartz and jackson this is like the first we see on camera of stassi's new man and i'm a fan i like i you that's the stassi's i really like her okay I honestly, after watching this episode, I was bad. Like I've gone through the true emotional journey with Stassi. And I don't I've know a ton really... of, I don't know a ton of like the behind the scenes stuff. And they definitely dealt with on the show a little bit. Like she said some like super problematic shit on her podcast. Yeah. I don't necessarily buy that every view she holds is 100% in agreement with no. my own and <laughs> no. might in fact be abhorrent. But just in terms of as a reality show personality, you do need those like Greek chorus people like like Bethany Frankel on Real Housewives of New York where it's like, you can like them, you can hate them, but at the end of the day, they are smart and they're funny and they can crystallize shit in a very clear way. She's necessary And I think that's important. For this and show. When, when she was sort of more on the outs on the show, it was nowhere Wasn't near as good. As well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like fully being manipulated at this point, And I'm like, I have some sort of like warm, fuzzy feeling for Bo and Stassi. And yeah. I think it kind of makes her more likable. You just, oh, for sure. You, and you, you just want to see her. You could like, you could like her or you could completely hate her. It's like, I, I buy anywhere on the spectrum, but 
you have to admit that she is smart. And so it is neat to see her be with somebody who it feels like, oh, this is like a nice person. You know what I mean? Like you just want to see her be with somebody where it's like, this doesn't seem like a complete, like a guy who like actively like verbally puts a dunce cap on you every time he like gets home from his like, I don't know, sports statistics, humor (laughs) podcast or whatever. Like, so it is nice to, that was, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I'm assuming because it's a reality show, it'll only get better for them from here. But uh, that was nice to see. And he kind of gave me like a Luke Wilson vibe a little bit. He I got a little bit of Luke a, Wilson. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I was like, why does he look so familiar? I got sort of a like Luke Wilson via Dax Shepard from him. Yeah, totally. But, you, you know, it. sound off in the comments. <laughs> Schwartz looks like hell. <laughs> <laughs> he is, But he's only doing half shots now. Laura, how could he be looking like hell? Six half shots. It's less alcohol than three <laughs> so, shots. As Haley was pointing out, she was like... It's the same amount of alcohol. <laughs> the same. I was like, also, you need to like check into a facility. He looks like dead in the eyes and like glassy eyed, kind of puffy face. Like I'm like, he's unwell. Something is amiss. Yeah, it's a bummer. It is a it is really a bummer where it's like you see somebody and it's like part of their mythology in their friend group. I mean, setting aside the fact that it's on a show which has its own weird, crazy, corrosive incentives, but like when you have somebody in a friend group where it's like part of your mythology within our friend group is that you have a giant drinking problem or a drug problem or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like really a bummer yeah when it's part of that person's like image of themselves where it's just sort of like he's going like can only do half shots now where you're just like that's a bummer man that's a big that's (laughs) That's really rough later on uh sandoval's like or when they go to Kyle Chan and Kyle Chan's like, which one of you are going to cry? And then Santa goes, Schwartz, but usually only if he's like hung over or he's like, only after I have three beers. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> which if it's a bad look now. Yeah. No, for sure. It is a little bit like, yeah, the lights are on and you're the only one at the party a yeah. little bit, which I guess is true to the experience of getting older, but is also like a big bummer. Mm hmm. Keep an eye on him because we're I'm watching. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we're for sure. Keep... But usually when. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, for sure. That's a bummer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The Contoured Pouch and Ball Caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist. And I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to 
to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. See you next Tuesday is popping off. It's packed full of people. (laughs) People are dancing. James is playing one of his hit songs. That's right. He he raps. We only get a little because it was great earlier when he referenced. Well, he first of all, like, and this is James, this is why we have Twitter. So when you think of something that's like a funny little line in your head, you can just tweet it. You don't have to go up and rap it to your friends, Tom and Ariana at the bar. But like earlier when he's talking about like, he's like, I thought of this line, right? Because I'm like, what rhymes with faith? And then like Wraith, I guess was like, what, like a sports car that people reference in, 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 uh, rap songs a lot. And he's like, so excited about like, he's like, in that Jack's for faith, man, whatever. <laughs> and then so it's like, he clearly has like workshopped little like lines in his head. He's not like freestyle freestyling he's like radio freestyling where he has it written on his like his phone or whatever yeah but then he also 
I love in this scene, he's clearly freestyling, like freestyling, freestyling. Yeah. And I say as someone that has many times, mostly in my late teens and early 20s, been way too drunk in the kitchen at a party and ended up <laughs> in a like quote unquote cipher in the kitchen. And he's doing like what it is really like when people who shouldn't be freestyling, freestyling, where we just see him goes like, as I wrote down, he goes, uh, who's what? Who's who? Which just feels like the most like the middle of a thing and he has no idea where he's going but he's like but i am freestyling right yeah, now that's part of his song that <laughs> oh, song really? yeah those are the lyrics oh wow that's which, not even just freestyle no that's like a lyric to i was song. giving him too much or too little credit i'm not sure um kind of both <laughs> fair enough yeah he's like who's what who's who i don't even know because i just took two and that's oh, like oh okay like all right fair ecstasy. enough with you know what james i was doing what many journalists have been accused of doing before and i was taking <laughs> out of context and i apologize sir i'm sorry to have to correct you sorry to bring <laughs> correct you, all this you know what correct the record no it's fine you. it's okay but four yeah. pinocchios for me on that one <laughs> um Jax tells stassi and Bo that he's proposing to britney and everyone acknowledges that he's made just like a giant change and like this is just like amazing again set the bar low yeah <laughs> and uh, then Katie, Lala, and Kristen all go to get pierced together. <laughs> and I love the outing of like going for a piercing together. Right. Kristen was giving me a little bit of Beetlejuice in this scene. <laughs> so much Beetlejuice. And even like in her kind of physicality <laughs> was like, she, she's just otherworldly. For sure. For, and she is like, she's like channeling always. Right. And, and it, she, well, she, in this scene, she does like forswear vengeance against some she's like gonna get vengeance on she's the James motherfucking Kennedy. karma police right yeah she's like i wouldn't want to be on my <laughs> bad side like just like laughing to herself she does buy her own mythology yeah for sure she fully does she's powerful i don't think anybody talks to themselves in their own car as much as Kristen. you know what i mean <laughs> I like when you see that in movies when you see people talk to themselves you're like that's not real and i think she does and i don't mean that in like a crazy way no. i just think she that's she where she's at because yeah. how else is she going to check in on like the plan like okay where are we at what mm-hmm. are we doing yeah my favorite moment of this whole episode was probably where she's like sitting on the couch with Katie in Katie and Schwartz's apartment. And she's like figured out that Jax is going to propose. And she's like, I texted Brittany. I said, where are you going? She said, date night. I said, El Coyote. She said, no, Malibu. And then just like looks at everyone. And it's just like, I love Kristen just getting to the bottom of things. Her in her own phone. Like she's sort of in the kind of like Sherlocky, like things are whizzing around her head mode. She's like putting it together in her own head while Stasi is actively trying to tell her, okay, <laughs> you guys got it. I know for sure that Jax is proposing because he told me, but she's still sort of like red threading it and yeah. laying out like, okay. And then I was in the parking she's garage like, no, and whatever. And then me yeah, <laughs> they said, follow the money and then whatever. Yeah. It's, really great and it is like but it is a genuinely enjoyable part of friendship when you sort of have set to sort of like forensic filesing out a little like kind of harmless mystery about like is so so and so gonna propose yeah it was very endearing the whole the whole dynamic was very endearing it was they were really they they're working one over on us oh also katie's i wrote down katie's shirt just says new york 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it does. You usually see thing. like, and it also is a little bit like scoff worthy. Like you'll see somebody who in a shirt that says like Brooklyn or some yeah. whatever. That's fine. That's cool. That's something people put on shirts. You don't often just see, and you see an I Heart New York shirt, whatever. You know, that's a classic. Katie's shirt just says in like <laughs> modern expensive shirt. She might even sell it her mm-hmm. like in her shirt company. I'm not sure. It just says. New York, which I really like. Not necessarily the city, not necessarily the state. Uh, it was a delight. They're all delightful sartorial choice. Yeah. And then Katie goes, Time's up on James. <laughs> like she's been Which waiting. I believe to be the most appropriate use of that. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. not it. That's, that's not in any for. way diminishing the larger If you don't like someone that rapped about <laughs> one of your friends, time's up on them. <laughs> And you did feel like when she said that, she could feel her own musical sting. Yeah, she was like song. having like a feminist, like hell yeah moment with that time. Somebody could get a James. really good essay out of just Vanderpump Rules and its kind of awkward intersections with sort of like the Me Too movement and oh, everything. Yeah. Like when Jack said Me Too at the reunion mm-hmm. in a completely inappropriate way, but he thought, and you could tell in that moment, he genuinely thought like, I get it. Yeah. Which was tremendous. It's their whole kind of concept of like politics and then just like sexual politics oh, is sh- I fascinating. Mean, no, I totally. Like no I mean, you're really like delved completely into right where it is them. like, it's a very, it's like about a bar in WeHo where like, pretty much all of the main characters at least like the the main cast the core cast is is straight and they're dumb but they know enough to know like it's fucked up when people are homophobic that's fucking stupid you Mm -hmm. know and i do think it's a weird way it's it's interesting where it's like it's almost more progressive when you see somebody on a reality show who you really don't think has their shit together or is smart or engaged at all verbalize it just sort of like that's stupid that's bad like when you see a broy guy be like homophobia is bad yeah i don't know it's a straight i'm another straight guy so it's easy for me to say but to me that feels like oh good that should be out there you want to <laughs> see a dumb jockey guy being like that's fucking stupid you yeah. know what i mean like the whole thing is so fascinating oh my god <laughs> look for all of our doctoral theses on yeah i'm ready rules. to go back coming to, to a university school. press near you <laughs> Kristen is a karma police and everyone, oh, Lala real said that she's had a full falling out with James because when they were all at Coachella, he made a really lewd comment where he said, "We have all known each other inside and out, if you know what I mean." Right. And then that pissed Gross. Randall off. Yeah. And it was curtains for them. Right. Who, who she refers to as Rand that kind of made Rand. me imagine what if Lala was dating Rand Paul. <laughs> the best line too was when she's like. I do have a man. I can finally say what his name is. Randall. And it's like... <laughs> what an anticlimax. Yeah. You would hope that it would be like Sergio or right. like Matthias or something <laughs> like that. It's like Randall. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, was, uh, it, it was a big letdown in a lot of ways. Um, and I think she's going to lose a little bit of mystique for no longer doing the weird sort of like early in Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kim Zolciak, like mm-hmm. only referring to your significant other by Big not Daddy. their name because they're married. Mm-hmm. Um, I also some at some point around in this show during one of the transitions with like all of the B-roll of West Hollywood. Yeah. And when they were having one of their that's they'll engage with a decent amount, oftentimes will be like they'll have a song where it's just like. We're living for tonight in L.A. or yeah, whatever. That was this transition. They go, 
This is our town. This is our town. And that's never going to change or something like that. And it's just like, whoa. Which made put me in mind of like (laughs) wanting to be in a band that only made music, not with a deal to, but in the hopes of getting placed on Vanderpump Rules transitions. I feel like it would be easier than you would think. Make 20 second songs. Right, exactly. Where it's just like, we're young and we're alive tonight. Just make some mistakes. Yeah, totally. And then and then put you put that over a shot of like some goat cheese balls being dropped into a deep fryer, mm-hmm. the big red part of the Pacific Design Center <laughs> that looks like an inverse pyramid, and then and like Sheena being like, "Here's the mall back." Like- <laughs> <laughs> Here, girl, you need this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Villa oh, also, Monica. sorry, real quickly before oh, we yes, move on, yes. I also um, I think it was Kristen referred to Brittany in that scene where they were all on the couch as my Brittany, my Brittany, which is so telling because I do think they all view Brittany as this weird like talisman of all the innocence they've all ever lost in their lives. Yeah, like any compromise they've ever made, every shitty thing they've ever done, they kind of know it on some level, and they're like, "It's okay because I Brittany is still nice." Yeah, which feels so real it does feel real but also like and disingenuous and condescending at the same time britney is like she's also just as calculated as everyone else she's on a reality show yeah she's on a reality show she's getting engaged on a reality show worked her way from being just like meeting some guy in vegas to being on his reality show as one of the stars of the show so it's like but i do think that she is like a sweetie Yes. On the outside. Right. For sure. Well, it's also like, like, and that's one of the great, also one of the great things about watching these shows, especially if you ever like, I don't know, paid too much money for a liberal arts degree or something Mm -hmm. is kind of trying to think about what the amount of fake and real is. You know what I mean? Mm Because I feel like oftentimes people are like, well, you know, reality shows are fake, right? And you want to be like, yes, but no, not at all. But yes, completely. Yeah. But And that's like part of the fun of it is parsing out like, or just trying to imagine for yourself, like how much of that is really how they feel and how much of that is just them going like, this is my career. And it's fascinating. And I don't know if you can ever fully know the answer. It's just yeah. cool. Only time will Or tell. super depressing. I don't know. <laughs> Both. <laughs> um. Villa Blanca is heavily featured in the meeting between Ken, Lisa, and the Toms. And you'll see if you look closely in the scene that no one is in the restaurant besides their table. And then there's these like two gays seated behind them sitting next to each other in Uh the booth. And like one kind of looks up like scaredly at the camera, like right at the top of the scene. And those are the (laughs) Oh no, no, I'm eating. Sorry. Whoops. My bad. uh, and then like back down. <laughs> and then Lisa's like, guys, thank you for coming. I can't thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for you being so here on such short notice. Here. And she reveals that they need like, they need, she's waiting on them to give her a list of cocktails. Fucking so great. Anything, <laughs> and this is another reason why I love Vanderpump, anything with anybody opening a restaurant on a show, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's Real Housewives of Atlanta, New Jersey, it's always the best because it's always a bad idea. But I really loved in this scene where we saw like the them, the Toms like working on cocktails in their apartment and kind of having their little like breaking bad when like Jesse and Walter are really like figuring yeah. out like the, the clear blue shit. And Tom says, <laughs> I, I couldn't find black tea. Yeah. So I can't I remember what lotus. he got, but it's I just got like white lotus. That's right. So you can't, but you can get 
most teas are black. It's yeah. still deli- it's the best. It's the best. And then Schwartz Sandoval goes, is my my Brittany. I feel like in he, terms of feeling Zando. like he's a pure spirit he on is some kind level. Of a pure spirit. Schwartz. Or I just goes, feel like I know him so well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's one of those people you feel like you're like I don't know you, but I know if we ever met. Like I feel like I know you. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. No, you probably do. It might just be the eyebrows. <laughs> Schwartz goes his sincere anime eyebrows. Try this. It's carrot juice. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's going to taste like carrots. Yeah. And then Schwartz is like, I have some stuff in my phone and some stuff scribbled down in the bed stand. And it's like, all you guys had to do was write down like 13 cocktails. Like if someone told me to do that, I could turn that around within like 24 hours. And I've never mixed a cocktail in my life. Right. No, for sure. As like a bartender slash mixologist. And then the turn of... Because they have not yet furnished Lisa with the cocktail list, the job has been given to Pandora. Pandora. And there's like a arch cut villain, away to Pandora, arch villain of the like show. Just like kind of like smirking down at the floor. <laughs> and Sandoval is pissed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it is. I genuinely felt for them from a place of like, I mean, they screwed up, obviously, but of like, like if you've ever like wanted to cook like a meal or something and you're kind of like oh i'm like taking over thanksgiving or whatever Mm -hmm. and then or just you know something it's like oh you're gonna i'm gonna do this dinner party or whatever because we're all renting a house and we're all gonna whatever and then somebody's like okay that's great but i already cooked everything and you're like no but i wanted to you know just the feeling of like somebody else like called it like they took it over and you're just like no but but i was gonna Mm -hmm. oh no oh man all their dreams are dashed because that's what they have that's what as lisa points out that's like what they're ostensibly they're bringing for. to the table yeah for the five for their shared five percent of the right. profits yeah you know t- turn a friggin' crank on the industrial romantic <laughs> steampunk walls of tom tom <laughs> and make a little teeny cocktail come out the other end out of a big like the opening of ninja turtles machine <laughs> their ideas or they're working on some sexy shots. Mm-hmm. lisa puts the kibosh to, on any cbd cocktails right. which i'm like Okay, Vanderbump, like, you're really that, like, clutching your pearls about CBD. Like, she makes kind of a, a lot of jokes yeah. about, like, marijuana and, like, CBGD. Like, not yeah. marijuana. And I'm like, Lisa, as if you didn't rail coke all through the 80s. Like, that feels affected. Or, yeah. like, oh, yes, and this is part of what my dynamic with these guys. They're, like, young and dumb. And, ooh, they want to have, mm-hmm. like, a marijuana drink. And, ooh, I don't want that. That's not sexy or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and... Sandoval wants to have signature shot glasses, that which you can is delightful. Take away. He's so excited about <laughs> that also the guy that so he knows. To make shot oh, for sure, that they can take home, and she's just like, yeah. no, no, no. And that is something that you do, like, because I do believe they've opened up restaurants, and that's something that feels really real to me. Where they're just, she's going like, she's clearly being like, hey, you, do you have any idea of the margins on that? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can just see the spreadsheet in her head just fucking explode, and it is delightful. And a diamond ice cube. Which I was like, do they have that? Because as I was like, oh, that sounds dumb. And then I thought about it and I was like, I've never seen it before. It's cool. I feel like they did have it on an episode of Vanderpump Rules where Sandoval was like, look, it's like a diamond, man. Mm, and it was like... So that's something they keep trying to make happen. Yeah. And but then by the same token... There's no. no frozen shot machine at TomTom either. What? I know, which feels like a huge betrayal because like that was the sticking... Like that was such a huge deal last season. I talked oh to Ariana gosh. about it when I saw her at TomTom and she yeah? said it's in a storage unit. Oh, come unit. on. Yeah. What the heck? I know. Is it a big money laundering thing? 
I don't know. Is this a weird, like, we're going to, they're taking frozen shots? Did they shot. cash the check? Like, what right. the fuck is the deal oh, with, yeah. like, even their 50000 that they contributed? Right. That gave me stomach pains just watching it, even though it was all probably staged for TV. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. Tom, need, Tom, what's going on? Let's audit. We need an LA Times deep I'm like, dive. Fuck Trump's taxes. Right. Let's get the Tom, Tom profit. We need to sick David Ferentholt at the Washington Post on this. <laughs> yes. Um, Everyone's pissed. Sandoval says, I didn't know Pandora was a mixologist now. And they kind of dejectedly walk down the street. <laughs> I live for anything about the Toms, like trying to do business. Oh, for sure. Like one of my favorite moments of last season was when they had their first business meeting and they went to Vegas and celebrated having a business meeting. And every drink that they ordered, they would cheers to business meetings. Yeah, they really do feel like if a <laughs> post that somebody had on Instagram about like in LA for a couple days, smashing the meetings, whatever, yeah. hashtag on my grind, hashtag like rise and grind, like got struck by lightning and came to life and then <laughs> succeeded on some level because somebody else was like, you're funny and on TV. And so people will come to the restaurant to see you. Mm-hmm. So they do... They are in many ways like succeeding. They fail upward. Yeah. Especially Schwartz. He is a true fascinating study of just like the most mediocre man managing to be successful despite all the odds. Oh, absolutely. Just like actually bringing nothing to the table. People are continually like, no, 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 no. Give me... Stop. Here's a take job. your fate. Take yeah. your own fate out of your hands. Give me that fate. You can't yeah. be trusted with it. I will make sure that this happens for you. How do you because like, your hair floops in a cool way? Yeah, your hair is like floppy, and like you're just kind of like floppy. Tom Schwartz, a man who was too lazy to model. <laughs> Not that I'm saying that modeling is easy or is easy at all. I get it. It's hard. It's a very specific skill. But he was genuinely like they were like throwing him fake seeming modeling gigs yeah. for him to have something to do on the show. And then he's kind of like, I don't know, just not into it anymore. Like he was genuinely like, like uh, literally you have to work 30 days out of a 365 day year, like looking hot. That's like pretty much the dream. And you can sustain off of that and maybe even bump it up to 60 days. Bubba, bubba, hey, no, bubba, I don't want to model anymore. No, bubba, bubs, bubs. It is a weird thing being in a long-term relationship (laughs) where you are sort of like, it's a weird thing. It's like being nose blind where you're just sort of, you're going like, oh, I don't think we're like that, Mm -hmm. but I hope we're not like that. Would we know? You know what I mean? Every couple though has Weird little lived-in couple-y thing where you're just like, maybe it's just that you're not on a TV show. Yeah. So it's not as exposed. No one can see what goes on behind closed doors. Or you hope you have the, at least the wherewithal to like lock it up and not do it in front of other people or America. That's like, it's a behind, it's a personal thing. Right. And definitely don't, definitely don't spray paint your pet name on a piece of sheet metal and hang it above your couch. (laughs) Industrial romantic. It's both. (laughs) Stassi and Britt go to the dog park and start talking and it's so hard for Stassi not to blurt out that Jax is going to get engaged and they're really playing up like the physical comedy it feels a little sitcom-y yeah. it feels a little forced I will mm, say it's like a produced storyline yeah, for sure and that's intercut with the boys going to Kyle Chan which let's talk about Kyle Chan's yeah. design how do you my question how do you get into jewelry designing Because it's not like something... And maybe I'm wrong. Or I guess you can make jewelry with things that aren't super duper expensive. Yeah. But like it just feels like if you were like starting as a chef and you were like, 
okay, I'm only using caviar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you couldn't become a chef, I feel like. It's like, how do you do a thing? How are you just sort of like the... How do you ever be like, I have a garage band, but what I do is like diamonds. Do you know what I mean? Like you must have some sort of just like startup cash to be buying diamonds. But then also like what jewelers sell, like you can buy like a Cartier ring, but like if you try and resell that, you're not going to get even a quarter for what it's worth. Like, so there are wholesale like jewelers and stuff that you can get diamonds for cheaper. But like, I'm convinced that these people are the only people keeping Kyle Chan in business because I've sure. never once seen anyone else be like. What if oh he my takes God, over for Neil Lane on The Bachelor? If Chan. Neil Lane, does- <laughs> right? It's a Kyle Chan. Do you? Yes, love it? but then again, we've established we're not existing in the Vanderpump spectrum in L.A. Maybe once you put on the They Live glasses and you see that side of L.A., you see a bunch of people who are really excited about their Kyle Chan rings. And the ring looked nice. Sure, totally. It looked but very it's expensive. Also, like. I feel like they're getting like deep discounts on this. Like I feel like oh for Kyle sure they have Chan, to be like totes out the seventy thousand right. dollar ring, but I feel like Jax is getting it for like thirty thousand or forty thousand. Yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. And also, my favorite Jaxism from this scene was um, when uh, Kyle took out the ring and Jax said, "I got bumps," meaning I got goosebumps. <laughs> Dude, I got bumps. I got bumps. <laughs> <laughs> so endearing then jack says sandoval's face too he's shocked when jack says he's proposing tomorrow he is sandoval's face freezes and for like three minutes it's just the same expression of just like pure shock and then he says because at the end of the day somehow he's a good friend he's like i hope you're not just doing this because or like he kind of says basically like I hope, I hope you're not just doing this like basically being like I hope you're not just doing this as a weird sort of emotional response to yeah. your dad dying. And he goes, "No, hell yeah, I am. Hell yeah, I am." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like because it's Jax and he yeah. has zero boundaries. He's never met a boundary. <laughs> he couldn't not know what it was. And I and I was thinking watching this scene, it was like a very weirdly instructive scene where it is like this is obviously an exaggerated version, but I think it's a good example of like why it's kind of important to like if your emotions are like a Thanksgiving plate, like don't mix the shit around. Yeah. Like don't keep every try to keep everything separate or at least be like I guess maybe that's what like mindfulness is, but like trying to be aware of maybe oh I'm feeling this right now is this really about this or is this about something else and i think jacks is going like it is about it's all about all of it i'm doing it i'm getting engaged because my dad died like it's a and he's he's just i got this money and i'm gonna just spend it on the ring then i can look at the ring all the time right it's another great memory for me and it's like okay let's like backtrack a tad yeah and like Remember when you just held every financial thing over your girlfriend's head? Right. Like, I, don't I didn't think even think about that. That like getting her another thing that you can hold being like my dad who passed away that like destroyed oh, me. I yeah. put that money into that. And now you wear that on your finger. Like that just gave me that gave me bad. But I didn't even think <laughs> about I was just yeah, like, yeah, it's this, like such an emotional landmine. Yeah, it's like, um, I feel like that's going to come up again in their relationship for sure. When things get rocky, totally. And it's just like, ooh, like, yeah, so easily avoidable, right? Have to do if that. she does something like completely unforgivable, like screwing up their Uber Eats order, yeah, or something, <laughs> not making him a sandwich, right? Yeah. <laughs> not making him a terrible looking sandwich, <laughs> and so Brittany reveals. 
also that she when they when her and Jax broke up, she went and slept with her ex. Right. And that's like what part of the reason she thinks that Jax came back is because he couldn't stand the thought of her with anyone. Which else. she says like it's like an asset. Yeah. Or like it's something like admirable where it's just like, well, I think at the end of the day, he's with me because he can't stand the thought of not someone else having me, which is the stuff you say about murderers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird sort of like, or it's like the inverse of something really terrifying. You say to your therapist and right. then you like work through why right. you're with this person yes. and then you eventually break up with them and go live your life. Right. But in Vanderpump land, you just get married to them. Yes. And pretend like everything's fine and then get a camera crew to like, just like, prop up that act that everything's fine and then try and fool an audience of millions that watch your show into like buying into everything's fine yeah vanderpump is really like okay if you took if let's say everything that you are working on your therapist with in your life as a normal real like trying to be emotionally well-adjusted adult is like a cookie cutter. Vanderpump is basically like what happens when you take that cookie cutter and then put it onto some dough and you're like, oh, that's the shape I made. Yeah. Like it's the inverse of like normal, rational adult <laughs> choices, which is why it's so great to watch it's among great many to watch, other reasons. And like, I want them to get married because I want to watch the wedding and like talk about it and make fun of it. But like, I'm also just like, I don't like feeling like I'm being fooled into thinking that we're all like, everything's different now right. and everything's good and like no i don't want to go through an entire season of everyone like pretending like that's the case right but i yeah it's so interesting but i'll say like the halo effect is fucking real because like i remember when like on you saw on instagram like oh my god jackson Brittany got engaged yeah. or whatever and then even watch even however many not that many months later watching the show and even though i'm knowing like jackson Brittany getting engaged not a good idea whatever mm-hmm. when they replayed the thing about like jacks of like Brittany playing the like voice recording excuse me of jacks like talking to like his talking like pillow talk with faith about how like i'm not even attracted to her or whatever yeah i had forgotten like i'd forgotten the specific totally. i remembered it in general but it's just crazy how it works where you're presented with enough like even knowing it's a bad idea like they're in white they're at neptune's net they're whatever and you're sort of like part of it like occluded some of the really bad stuff in my head of like oh right it was yeah. that <laughs> you get sucked in and then you get this flashback of like this visceral just like awful moment and she's like i heard the voicemail you rotten hail and like <laughs> and you're just like oh my god i'm right back in that moment and then you're like wait but these two lovebirds are going to wed now mm-hmm. spend the rest of their lives together the rest of their lives and he didn't even take the hockey social media job no <laughs> that seemed totally real which i'm sure is something job. else that he will never hold over her head because that was his dream job he loves his social media job. and he's heard of hockey <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany, everyone's moving forward with this like engagement plan the big day has arrived mm-hmm. Jax is getting ready and he shoves the ring in his crotch and then in the uber He's like has a whole plan. It's right. going to get an Uber, and then there's going to be a limo waiting in Malibu, and afterwards to like take them back to their apartment where everyone will be there waiting right. for which them. Which again, a lot of which the business of which feels a little sitcommy, but then again, it's Jack, so you can't put anything. It's like Jax, what would you put past him? And like all these people on the show, their favorite show is Friends. So I feel like now, and they always refer to themselves. They're like, we're like friends. Like that's who we are. And like now, they're wow. we're seeing that like. 
play out in this like right. meta way where they're like holy shit there's your semiotics like, essay folks yeah comedy. totally oh my god and <laughs> jackson britney pile in the uber britney's wearing white it feels very like synchronistic right and then Jax tells Brittany that he has to poop. And like, she's like, don't touch me near my crop or just being like, right, really right, right. Poop. And mm. then gives just like a long stare into the camera. It's <laughs> like, when I like, if you lived this love story and this was your engagement and then you had to tell strangers like how you got engaged, right. you're like, well, we got in an Uber. He said he had to take a shit. <laughs> we drove an hour to Malibu. Right. We both took a shit in porta potties, ordered a shrimp basket and some crab legs, and then he brought over a ring on a tray mm-hmm. that he had like that he shrieked at an employee to <laughs> give him any tray, anything, he anything, anything. Abused some employees at the restaurant, which like really good. I'm not a huge fan of like public engagements, but for some couples, it's the right fit. But mm-hmm. definitely, like, if you're gonna do it, I have to imagine like do some prep. You know what I mean? Like, do some call ahead. Do some sort of like. He's like, "How long will the food take? Five minutes? Three? You have to tell me exactly." How I need long. to know. Yeah. You don't he's even like, understand how important it is for me. Because I think if you call up and you're like, "Hey, I want to get get engaged, especially for a TV show," people will, I think, sometimes, especially if you're nice <laughs> and you say please and thank you, probably go the extra mile to make it cool for you. Yeah. Because it's it will break up their day if nothing else. Don't just like <laughs> stick your head in various windows and shriek at like what I imagine are like minimum wage employees. Like yelling at a dishwasher, like, give me a tray, any tray. <laughs> they made such a scene. For your special day. Too. Like, they're like walking around this restaurant, like standing. He's like leaving his wallet yeah. around. Like, I feel like he did too much blocking, too. I yeah. think there were too many points where things could potentially get fouled up. Mm-hmm. I have notes. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And like, so Kristen, then we're back in Tom and Katie's apartment. Kristen knows that Jax is proposing. She's done all her detective work. She's very wearing like a very Liza Minnelli-esque like top. It's like jaunty and sequined. <laughs> and as Brittany and Jax arrive at Neptune's net, there's like this planet Earth style shot of like a seagull taking flight. And then Jax is like, it's a perfect day. Not a cloud in the sky. The birds are out. And it's like the seagulls are out like the birds are out right like, it's just like seagull the bird. <laughs> the bird. <laughs> jacks would be if he was snow white his bird that landed on him would be like a really gross seagull yeah or like a pigeon that's right. being like downtown being like it's gorgeous <laughs> The birds are the out. The birds are out. It did make me think of, and this is just kind of like, it did make, I was just like with Malibu and everything with like the fires, you were like, oh God, I hope that place is like, okay. Like Neptune's net was okay. It was, was oh photo, good. Like the fire caught, got so close. Oh man. Oh, that was insane. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that to me, What I if guess, that was Neptune's net's like last oh, memory? song. I mean, good, I guess. Again, yeah, but, but like, God, oh it my survived. God. Like, yeah, no kidding. Serve another shrimp basket. But again, now I want to go there. No, I, don't I, know I if want I would have otherwise, but now I want to go to Neptune's net, like for sure. Yeah. Um, Jax has, well, Brittany has this one moment where she goes, I love being at the beach. (laughs) It's like, you're not at the beach. You're at Neptune's net. You're a highway and a like barrier and like a just sort of like okay looking patio that probably has shrimp shells on the ground, like away from the beach. But okay, that's fine. But I do think it speaks to something sort of realistic about the LA experience, which is you never go to the beach. You never do. Nobody goes to the beach. And then when you are vaguely anywhere near, you're like, oh, right, we live by the beach. Mm -hmm. So good for them. And you're like, I love it here. Exactly. Yeah. So (laughs) I love it here. (laughs) I love it. 
the beach. Um, and what point does Jack say? But I do. I had written down that he said, "I don't know what preface means," which felt like <laughs> so. Her- <laughs> that's when Kristen is like she's going doing her detective shit, right, 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 and right, she's right. like, "Well, first, okay, Jack. This is why I think it because Jack's texted me. A, I don't know what preface means, and then it's just like, God, what a gift, like." <laughs> I love too that Jax is texting Kristen for advice on like how to get engaged or like right. how to have a date night with his future fiance. Right. Because because of their, when like, I got engaged to my significant other, what I the first thing I did was text a <laughs> girl who blew me while we were watching Drive <laughs> while she was dating somebody on, else yeah. and he was asleep in the other room. <laughs> The fact of, I talk about this to anyone who will listen all the time, and it's maybe a specific I should stop using to try to get people to watch the show, but the specific that it was the movie Drive that they were watching while they cheated on their, or she cheated on uh, her significant other, was fuck, is so fucking funny and perfect. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be any better. It was classic. That's all. That's all. Yeah. It's just, you couldn't have written it any better. The season two cell is what I use to yes. try and get people yes. in. The and revelations like, contained therein. You get the twists, the turns. a bomb dropped that you think, like every other reality show, will never pay off right. and will just fizzle out. And then you get the ultimate payoff just over and over it and over and over. It just keeps coming. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's wow. how it, yeah. Amazing. And then they're still friends. They're the friends. And they're the friends. <laughs> They're 2018 versions of Friends. So it says a lot about us. More about us than it does about them. It sure does. Um, Let's see. A wave of sadness washed over me when Jax turns around with that ring on the tray. It's just like so much brown. Right. And then he's like so excited. He like thinks he's done it really. Like right. He's just killed it with the engagement. And yeah. it's just like, God, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, but I think it it doesn't if you're Jax and it's just about the next five seconds for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he's goldfish. never and I think there's something to that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this en- ends with me writing a sort of like, I don't know, a book that you get, that your parents get you like for graduation when you graduate from high school. That's like everything I ever needed to know I learned from Jax. <laughs> but like, he's just thinking about getting through the next five minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this just has to go well in the moment. Okay, give me the fucking track. Okay, great. It's going great. And like, remember people, I've seen them get engaged and they like it and they're happy. And then we'll go see all of our friends and that'll be like, it's just... This moment is so bracketed. There's no past. There's no future. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's no, like, like a he's like a convenience store tape on like Law and Order, like a surveillance tape where they're like, "Hey, did you catch the guy on film?" And they're like, "Oh no, we delete the tape set, so it deletes every you know. It only keeps like the last five minutes totally. or whatever. Like that's Jax. It is him in a nutshell. And it's working. It's completely working. What is this magic power that he has? I don't know, but goddamn if he's not one of the more fascinating humans that has ever been captured by a camera. I love also you're like there's no acknowledgement of like I know we've been through like really hard times or anything. It's just like walks over with a smile right. ring and just is like Brittany Cartwright, will you be my wife? And then it's just like she's like <laughs> right, and, and that's stoked because that's like what she wants. Yeah. He's like figured out what does she want, and that's what she wants and it's going to be great. 
Because he goes and gets tampons. Yeah. And he helps with the dogs. <laughs> so the dog, he buys some groceries. So it bodes what may be not great for their long-term emotional health, but really well for the season, yeah. I feel. And then they're going to get married next June. Mm. So they're going to get married. Like, it will be right in the season of filming. Right. Oh, at the beginning of the next season. Yeah, I think Right. So. No, totally. Yeah, for sure. So we get to see, like, the entire thing play wow. out. Wow. Oh, my God. That's... We're not going to get a season of, like, wedding prep, but, like, right. honestly, we had enough of that with Tom and Katie. Oh, man. That was the most... It's just one of the emotions in Inside Out should have been Tom when they went <laughs> up there to visit the wedding venue. Mm-hmm. And he kept being like, no, but, 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 but no, but, but maybe not $120,000, whatever. Like just where he had clearly been told all these things were going to happen. But then they got there on the day and it was just starting to get really real for him. Mm-hmm. That is a mood question mark. To use a meme that I have no business really wielding. True mood. Or when he was like, she screamed at him after they were like looking at paints. Right. And then he just like hugged a pole and was like sad. Oh. And she left him there to like get an Uber and Schwartz. I know. Oh, we didn't even get to really talk about Katie, but she's one of my faves. She's definitely somebody I feel like I knew in high school. Yeah. She has a very like that like girl you knew in high school but. yeah i think isn't her i can't remember if it's something i saw on the show or then ultimately following her on social media but i feel like her like handle on social media maybe just her instagram that feels like it's got to predate the show is music, music kills, kills katie, katie yeah. which is the most sort of like live journaly i'm just like i'm right there with you you know what i mean <laughs> like she feels like somebody like a cool girl that you would meet at a show who like went to a different school so he's like this is katie She's yeah like, music kills katie. she loves you know music I mean? yeah 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 you know it's great <laughs> it's so fucking good oh man what a great bunch of real human beings that are alive and breathing probably no more than five miles from here I know. In any thank direction. God that we get to experience. <laughs> thank God that we're all. This is like being in like Bob Dylan and Patti Smith's fucking it New It is. York, we're you know? living in a moment and like, you know, you or I or anyone listening to this podcast could have been born at any other time in all of history, millions and millions of years. And you were born in this moment right. on this earth while Vanderpump Rules is We are happening. right here in fuck, while Michelangelo is painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. He's How getting it up. How lucky are we? <laughs> <laughs> extreme i feel very lucky same i feel really lucky to have had you on this podcast thank you for having me thank you it so was a much hoot. for being here um tell everyone where they can find you uh yes i am on twitter at uh music kills dc oh <laughs> uh, i'm on twitter at dc pearson p-i-e-r-s-o-n and um that's kind of the main place cool i'm not really promoting anything in particular right now Love. i wrote a couple of books uh they're both novels so if like most vanderpump fans you're a huge reader that's condescending <laughs> um i watch i love vanderpump rules i read why am i doing why am i reinforcing fucking bad stereotypes why you gotta alienate why am i doing that right at the fucking finish line um what i meant was if you're a cast member of (laughs) vanderpump rules and you're a big reader um uh doesn't Kristen feel like she's been reading adventures of cavalier and clay for like five years Kristen is a reader oh yeah what did she read she well she read one of my books that i wrote what i gave it to her once (gasps) i saw her prior to the podcast holy shit really we're out having brunch and i got so nervous and i would walk around with like extra books on me because it was like you never know who you just want to like slide into 
And I interrupted them and I was like, I'm so sorry to bug you guys, but I'm a huge fan. Like, love your work. I wrote this book. Like, would you like a copy? And then Kristen just grabbed it and she was like, Sheena doesn't read. I'll take it. And I was like, oh my God. Amazing. Wow. What a fucking great moment. Yeah. It was. That's really major. cool. Did you ever get any feedback? Of yeah. Like, she really loved it. <gasps> that's awesome. We communicated for a while about it, like DM'd and stuff. And then wow, she cool. came on this podcast, but then <sighs> I think she got, well, she got mad because then I talked about her after being on the mm. podcast and was like joking, but. We have a right. long sorted history. Oh wow, Kristen Doty, how about Kristen it? Kristen Doty, yeah, but Good she's still a princess and a queen to me. Absolutely, yeah, and me as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I said that mean thing about you taking a long time to read a book. <laughs> she's like, I read it five times. Stuff sure, too. yes, no, I believe that. <laughs> she's oh like, wow, I've been alive ninety six years old. <laughs> <laughs> I read Catcher in the Rye in its first printing. <laughs> Salinger, a dear friend. <laughs> And I'm summoning his ghost to punish you. (laughs) Thank you again for for being here. And until next time, bye. Bye. I know I'm feeling, because I know I know I'm feeling, because I know I know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.